Hello everybody, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And welcome to It Takes Two, a podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And this week's episode we watch The Wild and Madagascar 1. Yeah, well, it's just called Madagascar. It's well, not called being Madagascar there's like 19 Madagascar spin-offs, <laughs> TV show about penguins, like you have to be... Yes, the original Madagascar movie from 2005. Yeah. That's the one. Because The Wild came out in 2005 as well. Uh, I think it actually... 2006 in the end. But oh. within, within a year of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, these movies are really similar to the yes. point where I halfway stopped paying attention because... To which one of them? Both. Both? Both. Um, it's intentional. Um, DreamWorks went into production after they heard that Disney were making The Wild um, and they wanted to undermine The Wild so they made their own movie with the same premise and they made Madagascar which as you are well aware and as you basically have just stated was wildly more successful. No, 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 like, <laughs> I'm gonna get into it but yeah. Um, this, they're very similar. Yep. Like, everything about them similar, and I think Madagascar wins out in popularity for one simple fact, which I will get into momentarily. It also came out first, even though the other one went into production first. Yeah, well that's what happens. Production hell is hell. That's yeah. why it's called production hell. And if your movie takes longer, like, there is a big difference. Um, animation style, because they're both... CG. Yep. The wild, they're less people-like. What's the term for it? A, a, no. Realistic? Um, no, no, no. They're, um, um... Oh, um, anthropomorphized. Yeah. Yeah, so in, so in the, the wild, wild, they try to make them more realistic, I yeah. think. Whereas in Madagascar, they're very deliberately... Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a real style. They, there was a choice made, yeah. you know. Um, the wild, they are... Uh, crummy looking CGI animals. Yes. But in the in Madagascar they're very I was gonna say dramaticized, but that's dr dr bleh, bleh, words. Um they're less they're more dramatic looking. Yep. Like all their exploitations. Jeebus, I'm having a bad day. Do, do we need to stop recording? No, no, it's fine. Yeah. Um, they're, they're more expressive when it comes to their yes. emotional, which it doesn't come off in the wild because they yeah. they look like animals, just yeah. crummy looking. Well, I mean, that was animals. Disney's excuse with the recent Lion King movie, which we won't go into too much now, but that they uh, couldn't um, make them look like they were having expressions because real animals don't, but real animals do. You've seen our cat. He's the most expressive little thing I've ever seen. Sure. Um, so, we'll start off with the wild, because the starting opening scene is um, the name of the character, Samson, Samson, talking to his son, Ryan, which is yeah. a terrible name for a lion. For a lion. Ryan the lion. Ryan the lion. Um, talking up his, like, yeah. self when he lived in the wild. Yeah, so both movies... Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Both movies' opening sequence is a fantasy. Yeah. Because uh, Madagascar opens with... Um, Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock's character, uh, whose name I... Uh, Marty. I'm going to refer to him as the names. actors because... Yeah. Um, so it starts off with Marty swinging, like, Tarzaning through a jungle in Even slow motion. Yeah, and, like, running and, you know, whatever. And it turns out he's just on a treadmill looking at a painting. Yeah. Because that he's in a shitty little zoo. Um, and the other one, The Wild, starts with Keepers of the Land narrating this, um, you know, his adventures in the wild to his son, but he's never actually been in the wild. But that comes up as a main plot point later. Yeah, it's really obvious the whole way through, though. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but yeah, so he, so it starts off with, the, they both start off with the main, or yeah, the main character, one of the main characters fantasizing, but also both of them start off with this idea that one of the characters who is in the zoo, because they both cut and they're in a zoo, mm. uh, and in Madagascar it's Marty, and in the wild it's Ryan, one of the characters wants to leave, and yeah. wants to go to the wild, and that is our instigating incident for both or inciting incident, I should say, for both um, movies. 
The thing that I found interesting with the differences was in the wild, they're waiting for nighttime yeah. to do their thing, to be animals. But in Madagascar, they're waiting for daytime for the museum to open so they can show off. Yeah, so it's interesting because um, in the wild, they're in New York Zoo, which seems to be out. It's in New York State, but not in New York City. Yeah. Because they then end up in the city later on and they don't know what they're doing. So in the wild, it's a bigger zoo and they've got proper enclosures. And then, you know, they act like animals during the day and at night they all meet up. Uh, it's very Toy Story. Uh, the, that whole sequence... Um, sorry, finish, yeah, finish what you were saying. Um... I can't remember. They basically all meet up and have like... Yeah. They're having a curling competition, which is yeah. a weird thing for them to be doing. It's such a bizarre sequence because um, I keep wanting to say Simba. Right? Samson. Oh, Samson. Is the captain of their curling team. Yeah. With a giraffe. Is it a... A, hip, a, a snake a and snake a koala. And a koala. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, hippo. Hippos. No. Hippos Madagascar. Hippo Madagascar, yeah. Um... And no, you just have Richard Kind as the most annoying character I've ever seen in a movie. Which one was that one? The snake. Just there's a note I've got here. Um, all the characters are unlikable. In the wild or Madagascar? Or in the in the wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Samson's don't like a liar. The giraffe who's neurotic and obsessed with being signal. Yeah, the gi single. The giraffe pisses me off because she's so both movies piss me off in the fact that they have one female character as the token female character. Yeah. And both of them have a couple of very minor female animals. I had to look into it to figure out where there are any other female voice actresses or anything. Um, but they both, in their main core group, have one female animal. And in the wild, she spends her whole time talking about the fact that she's single, the fact that she doesn't have any kids, and it's like this obsessive thing. And the whole way through it, the squirrel... So she's a giraffe, and the squirrel is in love with her and is hitting on her the whole way through. But it's not, like, in love with her. No, He's it's just like, creepy. It's a creepy, like, peppy... Pe no, it's not bad as peppy Le Pew, but yeah. it's very, like... Yeah. It's very milk crate. Yeah, it's real creepy, and then when it gets to the end of the movie... Um, this isn't a huge spoiler, because it's irrelevant to the actual plot, but when it gets to the end of the movie and he finally gives up on her, then she kisses him, she's like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? It's like what you are you you're trying to teach people that you know women will keep saying no over and over again and then they'll just change their minds because they're desperate. Yeah, it's it pissed me off. Like I said, none of the characters are likable. Um, the accents are super weird throughout the entire movie. Yeah, you mean the fact that they have a koala from London? They have a koala from London. Uh, if people don't know, koalas are native to Australia, so if they've got an Australia, like, the, well, I wouldn't say Hugh Jackman because he's yeah. a bit big, but like... Well, the thing is, Eddie Izzard, who's decently big, but yeah. not, not, I guess, not Hugh Jackman level. But yeah. I mean, there's plenty of Australian actors. They could have got a discount Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, what annoyed me, because I looked it up... Um, Especially then. Is the characters that do have different accents. So Eddie Izzard is being Eddie Izzard. Yeah. That's, you know... Uh, but the other characters, there's like, um, there's like weird Indian, oh, the, Indian stereotype pigeons. Yeah, which made no sense. Um, and there is a few other ones. There's like dung beetles that are Germanic. Ger yeah. Yeah, and the Canadian geese with a real stereotype Canadian accents. Um, and just Canadian phrasing, but like not actual, how actual Canadians speak, just yeah. like stereotype stuff. Um, and I looked it up, uh, they're not played by Canadians, the Indian man, the Indian pigeons are not played by an Indian man, and the, um, the dung beetles aren't played by Germans or whatever they were supposed to be. So they have all these weird stereotype nationalities playing animals that don't make sense with those nationalities anyway. Yeah. And, well, the kangaroo is an Australian, does, but... None of them are from that place. Yeah. So it's really, like, there's something really strange about it. Um, but, I mean, the Indian thing does come into Madagascar as well, because obviously you have Sasha Baron Cohen playing an African animal with a weird Indian accent, which is also bizarre. Like, why... Yeah, there's... Why lot... do either of them have these weird stereotypes in them? Because the note I have is crackhead pigeons. Yeah. And then Southeast Asian accents. Yeah. Um... It's really strange. And the, um, There's a lot of... The geese, it really pissed me off when we got as far as the geese, because by the time we got to the geese, we'd had multiple others of these things, which yeah. is why I started looking up 
their actual nationalities. Um, and what the geese, because the reason I looked it up is because the geese annoyed me, even though I love Brother Bear, in which um, there are two, uh, I was going to say meese, because I was just saying geese. There's two moose in Brother Bear who are stereotypical Canadians. Yeah. But they're genuinely funny, first of all, which these guys weren't. But also they're played by Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas, who are a Canadian comedy duo. So it makes sense if you're, you know, having guest stars who are Canadian comedy, you know, Canadian yeah. comedians and actors, and you're putting them in as two moose, let them be their Canadian stereotypes. Yeah. But when you're putting in, you're like, oh, well, it's a Canadian goose, so we're going to get hire some American dude to do a shitty Canadian accent in a stereotype. It's like, why? And the other stereotype, which we've... Like we almost missed over uh, the alligators in the sewer. Yes. That have a very sort of. They're real. It's the they both both movies do this thing where they have um, the stereotype of like a New Yorker with a real strong New York accent giving really complicated directions. Yeah, but. But it's, it's funny because in Madagascar, what they do is he goes up to a horse. But it's a police horse with a police officer on it, and yeah. the horse is like, "Oh yeah, you just do this." He's like, "Thanks, officer." And then you hear the police officer on the back of the horse, like radio, and be like, "Yeah, there's a zebra here. I'm I'm watching it cross." No, it's actual zebra. No, because no, what he says is, "Can I shoot it?" Oh yeah, can I shoot it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the alligators come off a very sort of. I would say, if I was going to place the accent in a negative stereotype, it sounds like. Um, Italian American, yeah, like that real like watch an episode of Sopranos, but like not an episode of Sopranos, watch like a parody. Kate of, Boss, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah. It's that real, yeah. And it, you're right. It's very Italian American. I think they did a similar thing with the horse, but it's not as obvious. But they both both movies. I thought was interesting that they both had zoo animals on the loose, and um, you know animals that live in New York, giving them stereotypical, complicated, long-winded directions to somewhere in New York. Yeah. Um, Madagascar is a much better movie. Yeah. Uh, the Penguins, I liked because they came off as like a ragtag, sort of POW escape, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Back to our... Um... Apparently they originally... The, the guy, I think it's the guy who wrote Madagascar, um, had originally written a movie with the penguins as the main characters. And yep. then when Madagascar started getting um, written, he was like, oh, well, I'll just shoehorn these in here. But his original idea was um, they were the Beatles, but penguins. Okay. And then he was like, let's make them like these military nuts instead. Which okay. is a weird... British <laughs> penguins also doesn't make a lot of sense, yeah. being that penguins are from the southern yeah, Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um... The penguins kind of... I feel the same way, I think, about the penguins as I do about minions. In that... They're funny as a side character. Yeah, when I originally watched Madagascar and when I originally watched The Spake With Me, I thought they were funny and they're funny in that context. Um, and then someone went, they're funny, let's, you know, milk this as much as possible and make them the most annoying, worst thing ever. I don't think the penguins got quite the same treatment as minions, but it seems like they've gone down a similar route. Yeah, and both the movies, they end up on an island... Yes. Um, in Madagascar, I'm going to give you one guess where they end up. Um, <laughs> in the wild, they just end up on a random... It looks... Well, wildebeest are native to Africa, right? So yeah. somewhere in Africa... Also, there's native lions there because the wildebeest yeah. have like flashbacks where they had you know native lions attacking and they've like... They've wiped out the lion population. Yeah, and there's also like a volcano, and that's why the green crates that Ryan hid in to escape from his dad, who is a pathological liar, ends up because they're an animal rescue, and they're rescuing animals from an island that's doomed because it's got a giant volcano yeah. on it. Yeah, so so in the wild, Ryan... Um, Finds out a... He's sick he, of his dad. Yeah, he's sick dick. of his dad, but he also he wants to go into the wild, but he also can't roar, so people make fun of him for not being able to roar, and then a, his friends cause a stampede, and when he, he tries to stop them, he can't, and then when he tries to explain to his dad that he was trying to stop them, he didn't cause the stampede, his dad won't listen to him, even though he's been lying to him the whole time that he won't listen to him. He's just a really bad dad. Um, 
So Ryan goes off, he runs away, but he hides in this green shipping container and then it is closed up and starts to ship away. And then he's like, no, I changed my mind. I want to go back, but he can't. Yeah. Uh, and he ends up being shipped off to Africa, but it's there um, using the crates to rescue animals who are going to die in this volcan volcanic eruption. Yeah, and then they chase them on a stolen boat and just throw physics over the side of how a tugboat that's designed to go around the harbour ends up following yeah, a container I was ship. like, how have they not run out of gas like so many times? Um, They've got to run out of fuel before they even get there, never mind the fact that they don't turn around and come back at the end. Yeah, um, and then they run into a wildebeest cult. Yes. Which they've decided, the leader of the cult, which is in the volcano lair. William Shatner. Yeah. Uh, they're going to eat a lion to evolve into predators, which... Yes. As we know everything about how biology works, it doesn't work. No. Um, and that's the big turning point because Samson then unlocks his wild powers yeah. of being a circus lion. Yeah. And has saved the day by having a fight yeah. with the. So you've missed over of uh, the uh, the running the running gag the whole way through is that in the zoo that they're in they sell these talking koalas, oh, talking koalas that are yeah, that are versions of Eddie Izzard's character but they're these cuddly koalas and it's like I'm so cuddly I love you um, to the point that when they're you know when they're going through New York City they they travel through the sewage system which is why they meet the alligators in the sewers. Which is you know wonderful stereotype, yeah. um, and the alligators like hey I recognize you and they're like I'm, I'm so cuddly I love you and then it turns out this wildebeest cult started because someone was flying overhead with one of those koala toys oh, on yeah. the plane and it falls out of, out of the plane and it falls down and it hits a lion or it lands in front of a lion that was going to attack this wildebeest who then becomes the leader of the cult. Um, and it goes, I'm so cuddly, I love you. So then the lions get scared and run away, and the guy's like, yes, this is our god. So they, they think when the koala show up, they think he's their god. Yeah. And it just so happens to be the exact koala that that was based on, which is, like, it, what are the odds? It feels like a attempted The Gods Must Be Crazy reference. Yes, yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah. But. Um, there is a funny line that the koala says, which is, uh, I had it here. Where is it? Uh, uh, eat your eat your friends or be a, eat your friends and be a god. Oh, don't eat your friends. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, just Madagascar is a hundred percent a better movie. Yeah, the characters are better. The voice acting's better. The voice acting is better. I think both movies have very big names in voice acting roles. Yeah, but I felt like the wild. It's just those people doing their own voices. Like, yeah. that's just Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Being Kiefer Sutherland. Whereas I think, as much as I'm not a Ben Stiller fan, he's good at voice acting. Yeah. Because he's still acting and he's getting into that character. Like, you don't think of that as Ben Stiller. You think of it, you know. Whereas in the other one, I'm like, oh, that's Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, I, I, if you put the Alex and Samson next to each other, you wouldn't be able to tell um, that... It's not a... If you hadn't mentioned anything related to the fact that I'm a lion or this or that and the other, you would not be able to tell that they've made for animated movies except for Ben Stiller's performance. Like, there's a massive yeah. difference. Yeah. Because the way their performances are done, Chris Rock um, and uh, David Schwimmer, who plays the mm -hmm. um, hypochondriac giraffe. giraffe and um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, who's playing the hippotamus. Yeah. They're, everything's very comical and they're... Lines are way more punchy, yeah. and they come off as more. It's a more yeah. entertaining. They're not performance just someone standing in a room reading, reading a script. Reading a line, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it helps with the fact that the characters in Madagascar are more animated in their physical um, yeah. portrayal on screen, which is obviously you know they're not real animals. I think also maybe the wild was trying to be more serious or something because they've got slightly more serious actors. Like they have. A couple, like Eddie Izzard is obviously supposed to be a, a more comical relief, but I think, you know, Keeper Sutherland, you don't tend to think of him as a comedy yeah. actor. Whereas you've got Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, David Schwimmer, are all, you know, pretty well known for 
for comedic roles. Yeah, it's way more slapstick in Madagascar. Yeah. Like, you know, there's moments in it that are actually genuinely funny and they're sort of like old school gags. Yeah, and, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I, I don't know, The Wild annoyed me in so many ways, and I understand why Madagascar did so much better. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that Madagascar, which is, you know, a decent film, and has gone on to be, you know, a, Wildly successful. a huge franchise, it's funny that it started with um, DreamWorks trying to undermine Disney's release of a movie, because they got yeah. wind of what they were doing. Um... There were some scenes that made me a little bit disturbed in Madagascar. Mm -hmm. The American Beauty reference was yeah. super weird. Yeah. Because as a child... You're not going to get it. You don't understand that. Yeah. So that's pigeonholed in for... For the adults. For, for adults. Yeah. That but, happens quite a lot in, in kids' movies. Yeah, but... Explain that to your children. Like, I don't get it. They, it's like, oh, okay, so... But they're not going to be looking for reference. They just think, mm. oh, he's having a dream and there's snakes falling on him. With this, yeah. They don't recognize the music, you know? They don't They don't understand where that has come from. The Planet of the Apes reference was funny. Mm. Where they build the Statue of Liberty and yeah. then it catches fire. Yeah. And then Karuk falls down and then he's all like, you maniacs! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah... The whole sequence where Alex, played by, um, I can't remember his name now. Chris Ruff. No, no, Alex. Alex, played by Ben Stiller, ben Stiller goes Sorry. nuts and bites <laughs> Chris Rock. Was yeah. That was a funny sequence. Um, and then Yeah, it's well, I, I thought that was a funny comparison to The Wild as well, because in The yeah. Wild, they go on all this stuff about him getting his animal his animal instincts and his wild instincts, and he's seeing all these colorful things, and it turns out it's just chameleons trying to point him in the right direction because yeah. they want him to get rid of the wildebeest because they're sick of them. And then the whole camouflage sequence with they all... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, because yeah. the, the camouflage thing, they get him, they turn him invisible, but then they there's... What is it that causes them to... It's like jets of steam or something? I can't remember. Something that causes them to... They're like, oh, we can't concentrate in this. And they all get off him and run away. So they've all gotten off him, but he's still weird colors. Yeah. And then goes back to normal. It's like, that's not how camouflage works. Um, but yeah, so they have this whole thing about his animal instincts. Whereas in Madagascar, his animal instincts actually do start to kick in. Because yeah. he hasn't eaten in days. And then he starts to just like... his instinct about steak. Yeah, yeah so, he, so he sees starts to see everyone as food. And he bites um, out, or bites Marty. And it's like, oh, okay. you know. So he genuinely has animal instincts yeah. that do kick in as a predator. Um, and they don't really talk about it in those terms. Whereas in the wilds, they go on and on about it. But it never happens. Because yeah. he grew up in the circus. It's, and he's an idiot. Yeah. It's... The, yeah, there's so many things about the wall that just annoyed me. Yeah. Um, so much. Mm -hmm. There's Man, a weird musical number at the end of the wall as well, which really annoyed me because it's when they all get on the boat, so they end up saving all the wildebeest as well, and they all get on the this tiny little yacht or whatever that they had. That, it's like a tugboat. It wasn't that, even a tugboat. It's like... That, yeah, but yeah. it couldn't have gotten to where they were in the first place. Everyone right. turned around and gone back, um, full of animals. So they've got all the wildebeest, whoever, and then one of them starts to sing, which is diegetic, but then it cuts to non-diegetic music. So it's like music that's not happening in the movie, but they're all dancing to it. And then every now and then one of them will sing a line. Yeah. And it's just really unsettling, almost. It's really strange. Yeah, with the there was actually a lot of because there's that Coldplay break, and there's yeah. that weird soft rock break, which there's I don't just, know the song. Yeah, I did. I wrote down the very last note I wrote for it was why is the music in this movie so bad and cringy? Yeah, it's just it's not even necessarily bad music. Some of it I is not music I'm a fan of, but um, it's just badly done. It's badly inserted in and badly yeah. mixed and things like that, and it's. And it doesn't always fit with what's happening in the movie, so it's it's it takes you out of it a bit, I think, the yeah. music. Because in Madagascar, the penguins arrive on the original container ship that they've hijacked to go to Antarctica. They've arrived in Antarctica, so in the background, so they've arrived in Antarctica, realise it's crap, and then end up in Madagascar anyway, and then crash land on the island. They have this um, meeting 
farewell meeting where Alex gets sushi and is okay with it, even though I don't know where they got the rice and nori from, but anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. And then they're all like, see you guys later. And then they can't leave because the, yeah. pe the penguins are like, do we going to tell them? Like, yeah. No, do we tell them that it's out of gas? Smile and nod. Just smile and wave, boys. Oh, smile and wave. Yeah. Smile and wave, boys. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, eh? Yeah. So in terms of... There were of so many things wrong with the wild. Yeah. There's so many things wrong. I looked... Yeah, sorry. One of the things I had looked at was, because I remember mentioning this earlier, was um, whether there are any other female voice actors. Mm. And in Madagascar, besides Jada Pinkett Smith, there are two female voice actors in the movie. One of them plays the old lady at the train station who beats up a lion, which I thought was hilarious when it happens. Yeah. Because they go to Grand Central Station trying to find Alex and... Um, Everyone is running and scared, and this old lady starts trying to beat up. Or sorry, they go trying to find Marty. I'm gonna keep mixing these up. And this old lady starts beating up Alex the lion with yeah. her handbag. Yeah, like I said, it's way more slapstick because the yeah. the repeated crotch shots are funny from a kid's point of view, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the only other female character in the whole movie is a news reporter. Hmm. That's it. Uh, there was a few more in. The wild, because there was monkeys that were female. There was those weird dung beetles and stuff. So there's a there's a few of them, but it's still like maybe four characters. Yeah, it's you know they're very very male heavy movies. I don't know. Interesting. Um. I got nothing else. Yeah, I think this is the wild just annoyed me to the yeah. point of just like I was not enjoying um, watching I it. I think Madagascar was better researched as well. Like I was looking the animals that they call the fusa. Um, is an animal called fossa, which is related to mongoose, and mm. is native only to Madagascar. Yeah. So, and lemurs are na and lemurs make up fifty percent of their diet, which oh. is why the lemurs are so scared of them. And fusa is actually the Madagascar pronunciation of, or or you know their their Dialogue. translation of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it makes sense that the lemurs who are from there are calling them fusa. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Um. Originally, King Julian was supposed to be just a minor character. He only had two lines in the script. Oh, um, the move it, move it thing is... There are so many memes, <laughs> and it just... Yeah. It's like the frozen let it go thing. It's just... Yeah. Once you get onto the internet and children yeah. get into it, it just it snowballs from there. But that, seeing it... Because I've never seen Madagascar. Yeah. Having to live through the... When that was you know, uh, a meme and then became cringe and now having to sit there and watch the movie and watch the whole sequence was just like... Yeah. Big old yeah. sigh moment. That's interesting because it's just... So apparently um, Sasha Baron Cohen, when he auditioned, he improvised the Indian accent and he improvised eight minutes of dialogue for the audition recording mm. that weren't in the script. So He's a they fantastic were, actor. Yeah, they made it into a bigger thing. I still don't... There's no reason for him to be Indian in it though. But I mean, I'm criticizing Sasha Baron Cohen's depiction of other um, nationalities is a whole other conversation. Yeah, that I don't really want to get into. Yeah. But it's but it's just weird to me that both movies do these weird, just weird depictions of other cultures by people who aren't from those cultures. Yeah, it's and it doesn't make sense that the guys that the lemurs in Madagascar have that he has an Indian accent. Yeah, was why. Um, Melman, the draft. When he when they leave the zoo, he wears tissue boxes on his feet. Yeah, which is a reference to Howard Hughes, who is also hypochondriac and has OCD. Um, he used to wear tissue boxes on his feet because he believed it would keep germs away from him. Yeah, it's one of the, it's now a trope. Yeah. So they they were stealing it more from the trope than the because is it because I've seen it in everything. Have you? Yeah. Like the Mr. Burns thing when he goes crazy and he grows like a beard and like giant long fingernails and he's peeing in bottles and wears... That's also a Howard Hughes reference. Yeah, yeah. So like that's... I know it from that trope rather than the originality of Howard Hughes. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, the airplane that they... that the lemurs have their court in is a Lockheed Electra, which is the same airplane that Amelia Earhart disappeared in. Yeah. So yeah, the, cause it's the a, reference there is that... Because the... They're supposed to be in her plane, I guess. Yeah, the... Well, no, because it says Madagascar 2 is on the side. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the thing that I found confusing about that was the... 
because they're talking about all oh, the people that oh we've got humans here and then it showed them the dead body yeah and it's they're wearing World War Two gear right which I found confusing because I when I I remember history very well well Amelia Earhart disappeared in that general area in 1937 yeah so that makes sense yeah yeah so those planes were around at that time is is there a running theory that Amelia Earhart died on Madagascar or is it just a I don't know. I don't know. It'd be something to look at later and oh, yeah. you talk, I'll do it now actually. Um, I think that was the last of my um, fact notes because the only other one I had was that um, DreamWorks had um, deliberately tried to undermine Disney, which was, which was fun. Um, but yeah, there's a few, I think there's a, there's a lot more comedy in Madagascar. It's way more slapstick. It's way yeah. more enjoyable. The characters, are, you know, I'm going to start... Um, um, like the... Because the zoo they're in is Central Park Zoo and it's a really shitty zoo. I actually find it, found it upsetting to watch just based on the zoo. Um, because they, they're just these tiny little squares with like no fencing and no anything. Yeah. Um, so in the real zoo, I think it is the real zoo has a similar layout but it doesn't have a lion in it or a zebra or whatever. I think the only animal that they have in the movie that's actually in that zoo in real life is penguins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's the whole instigating thing in that is that the penguins are trying to escape and then Alec, or Marty gets it in his head that he can escape as well and then he decides to just leave but there's no nothing keeping him in there so he just leaves and then the other guys go after him. Um, but it's funny because they had said, they had talked about it beforehand and said, you know, you, you can get out to, like, the wilderness of America by going to Grand Central Station and trying to head off to the countryside. Yeah. Um, so when they chase them, they go to Grand Central Station. And when they get there, um, you know, obviously there's a whole lot of wild animals and they, they bring in... But they bring in this, like, huge amount of um, riot police and they're there for the main core four people. But they also the penguins happen to be in the same area and they're like oh no they found us and then also the chimpanzees who are in the zoo yeah. are also there were they doing the two two people in a trench coat but i think i uh, know they were were they reading a newspaper or something it was like yeah I think maybe they were doing the i can't remember now where they did the two people in the trench coat but um but it was just funny that they all ended up in the same place even mm. though they went separately um so it's just really funny and then um, I thought it was funny that on the ship, the penguins are like looking at the crate to see where it's going. And they're like, it's all in code, boys. But it's like clearly written in plain English. They just can't read. And they ask one of the chimps, can he read? And he's like, no, I can't, but he can. And then the other chimp starts like signing to him what it says. Yeah, that's the, the, yeah, the side characters are far more interesting in Madagascar. Yeah. They actually have, they're like complete characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably it. It's, they have actual, like, they're well-rounded. Like, yeah. even those chimpanzees who are in it for like a handful of scenes and then never seen again, really, are, you know, we know kind of what their relationship is and yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, because that was it. They, they wanted to go throw poo at people. Yeah, yeah. And that was their, <laughs> their whole goal. So it's when they're, when they're caught in the station, he's just like... Yes, we will throw poo at them. You know, like it's. Um, if you got poo, throw it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you got poo, throw it now. Um, yeah, so it's like they're supposed to be real sophisticated, but they want to just yeah, throw the, poo at people. The, the the one that can talk is like got a British accent. Yeah. Like up, upper class British accent. Yeah, it's real upper class. Like they're yeah. supposed to be real posh, and the other ones signing to them, and you know, and because um, obviously that's you know supposed to show the you know that he's intelligent and that he's yeah. t learned. American Sign Language, because that is a common thing with, like, chimpanzees, orangutans, etc., mm. that they teach, and gorillas, um, they can teach them sign language. So it's, you know, trying to show these are intelligent and sophisticated, and then they're like, yes, we sh if you have poo, throw it now. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, you know, and then the penguins obviously have their whole, you know, a whole thing going, yeah. that I haven't seen any other Madagascar movie, I've only seen this one, and I haven't seen Penguins of Madagascar, or their series, or whatever, yeah. Um, but just from this film alone, they have, we know what their background is, what their plans are, what yeah. their aspirations are. Um, it's a very, they're very POW-esque sort of from that golden era of 
you know, World War Two movies of the prisoners trying to escape, you know, yeah. literally using a plastic spoon. A callback to uh, The Great Escape. I yeah. actually think I wrote that in my notes. I said they're trying to pull a Great Escape. Yeah. Um, Stealing plastic spoons from kids. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's a good touch that they, you know, again, are researching it. They're thinking yeah. about where they're getting these things or how they're doing it. Um, that they, you know, they're using a plastic spoon to get dig out because... And they want popsicle sticks to shore up the tunnel so they don't get another collapse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's clever. It's it's there's definitely a more kind of clever moments in Madagascar. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's super weird having the wilds where the characters look far more animal. Yeah. But then the behavior of them is so bizarre in a way that it pulls you out of these are anim- like if you just Yeah. Oh my god, the one of the things that I know I wrote it down here is the run cycles in the wild piss me off. This is, I don't know, if any of my friends who study animation or work in animation are listening to this, if you haven't seen the wild, watch it just for the run cycles. None of those animals move like animals. Yeah. It's all like, it's not even uncanny valley stuff. It's just like weird, awkward. It looks like, it doesn't look like it was animated by Disney because Disney know how to do run cycles. Yeah. But every single one of them, when they try to run, they do this weird, awkward thing that looks not like anything alive. It look, looks like a bad robot who doesn't know, hasn't calibrated its legs correctly or something. Yeah, like those AI tests where they build AI systems that have to get over obstacles and they just let it run several thousand times. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you do animation, when you study animation, one of the first things you learn is walk cycles. Because if you cannot make a character look like it is walking, you can't do it. If you can't do a basic walk cycle or run cycle, your character is never going to look like a real anything. Yeah. It's like absolute basics. So to have this big Disney movie where they've done these characters and they've made them, you know, look realistic and they've done like, they had like... um, you could see Samson's mane was like very painterly. Yeah. It looks really nice. The hair is very realistic. The fur on all of them, you know, they they they've built these models, but they can't make them move in a way that looks real. And it's there's something really upsetting about it. So I just kept getting annoyed every time any of the characters tried to walk or run anywhere because the run cycles just it just pissed me off. And that's the thing that's the major difference between that and Madagascar is because they've made them not act or move like animals do yeah and you can you can get away with it you can get yeah, away but with even the... still the the animals in madagascar while they don't move like those animals do um though there's a funny joke in that because at one point he's like no in the wild you run on all fours because yeah. they've all been walking around like yeah. um you know like humans like bipeds um but they still when they walk around like bipeds they walk like bipeds you know yeah. they look like humans would walk mm. and uh, sure it's in a cartoonish way but it it flows yeah it the, the way they do it in the wild just doesn't make any sense it makes me think that they got a whole lot of people who have never animated something before it looks like you know the shitty stuff i did in in like second year trying to learn cgi <laughs> which audrey can tell you all about <laughs> if audrey's listening but um it's you know it really just like if i could have animated that and I ended up not ever working in the animation industry. Um, it doesn't make sense to me that Disney have done that. I just thought to look at the budgets while I was saying that. So the budget for the world was $80 million. So if you have an $80 million budget, why can't you get run cycles right? Yeah, because that's how you base your model. From the stuff that I know about um, animating CGs, you start off with a base model that is basically a skeleton. Because that's all your main yep. points, and that's where all the you know you can't have unarticulated limbs because otherwise they end up all bendy, mm-hmm. and then you have to have a center of mass so that it gives a model mass. So when it moves, it has some form of energy when it's yep. on screen, and then you build up all the layers on top of it. Yeah. So you can then grab a paw or an arm yep. or a leg and move it in yep. a way where it's going to work with the, the main core structure yeah. you built. You shouldn't have Disney animators in a, with an $80 million budget. It shouldn't move the same way as those shitty 
Brazilian ripoffs that are made in ten weeks to try and undercut big budget <laughs> movies like Ratatouille. You know, it it shouldn't move like that if you've got an eighty million dollar budget. Yeah, I mean the only thing I, I can think of is that maybe they try to push up the release so that we would be closer to Madagascar. But either way, it was still afterwards. So like, why not just put the effort in and make it look better? Better. Um, so it made 102 million at box office. So it did make back the budget, but not much more. Uh, Madagascar, on the other hand, was 75 million budget, so less in the budget, um, and made 542 million. Damn, it's good profit to make kids' movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um, neither of them have a great rating, though, on IMDb. So The Wild is 5.2, and Madagascar is 6.9. The wild should be lower. Yeah. <laughs> it should be way lower. Um, so they're both kind of mid-range ratings-wise on there. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. That was just the thing that really... It is Patrick, Patrick Warburton. Yeah, Patrick Warburton so is one of the So he's the only voice actor that stood out to me as being recognisable. Where, in the other hand, and... The no, he's in Madagascar. He's in the wild. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, in the other hand, Madagascar, all the voice actors stand out and sound recognizable. But we don't. You don't necessarily want them to sound recognizable. What but, do you mean? Uh, no, no. So the, it's just to me, the voice differences between the characters is better in Madagascar because to me, even though that the characters are animated, the voice actors are more recognizable because of the way they're acting. Okay. Versus in the wild, where the only character voice that I recognised was like the henchman wildebeest. Yeah, and well, I mean, you don't necessarily need to recognise who they are, though. But I mean, Kiefer Sutherland sounded just like Kiefer Sutherland reading a page. Yeah, but um, that's that's what I'm saying. And like, you had William Shatner in it, sounding like William Shatner reading a page. Well, actually, William Shatner sounded pretty decent in it. Yeah. Because he didn't quite, he didn't sound like just really William Shatner reading a page necessarily, yeah. he, he did he did act a bit more but Patrick Warburton is just great as a voice actor because I think he's just great he's just got great, great like comedic timing and stuff and mm. um, obviously he's a lot of experience as a voice actor I don't know, just the, the voice acting in Madagascar felt more authentic and yeah. better yeah, I think, they, I think they really acted to voice like I think they really acted yeah. is the real thing, yeah. because I think um, I'd say it's very hard to do voice acting, to like you know to really get into the character and do whatever when you are just standing like we are now sitting at a microphone, um, which is why there are voice actors who are really good at voice acting, yeah. and then there are regular actors who can go do their own live action stuff. Yeah. And when people start going, well, I want a big name in my animated movie, so I'm going to bring in these big name people and I don't care what they act like. Um, it tends to turn bad, but obviously in Madagascar they did bring in big names, but they brought in big names who could do that kind of acting. Yeah. Um, which is the difference, because there are big names in both movies and the big names in um, the world were just names. Yeah. Whereas the big names in Madagascar acted. You also broke the fourth wall. Who did? You did. Me? Oh, because I said we're talking to a microphone? Yeah, because we could have been hanging upside down like bats and the audience <laughs> would have been on. <laughs> yeah, we were hanging upside down. Um, and just someone walking by is recording our conversation. We, you know, we don't know there's a microphone. Yeah. Definitely yes. not you know, trying to engage with our audience or anything. Yeah, no. Um, so, yes. I think The Wild should have been a lot lower in rating because that movie annoyed me. And it annoyed me in a way where it was un unenjoyable. Yeah. Like, Gordy, on the other hand, and, and the Christmas movies, the Hallmark Christmas movies, annoyed me in a way where it made me more engaged in the movie. Yeah. I'm just looking through my notes. I have one of the notes I wrote about The Wild is, this whole group of animals is incredibly irritating. And that I wrote, Richard Kind as Larry is particularly annoying. <laughs> It's just a weird com like both... I like Richard I'm gonna step back here and say I do like Richard Kind, but in this movie he's so annoying. He's so annoying. I just couldn't get over how annoying he was. Every time he opened his mouth I was like, Oh, I forgot he was in the movie and I hate him. <laughs> you know? He doesn't like he doesn't say anything of value at any point. He's supposed to be like comedic relief, but in terms of like being a really stupid character. 
but he's just a really stupid character that has no point and has Richard Kind's voice. And as much as I like Richard Kind, he has a very distinct voice that works very well as annoying characters. I think in Scrubs he played like a hypochondriac and it worked. Yeah. He he did really well in that um, role, but it's like as an already annoying character, it just made it worse. It's funny because the gir- the giraffe's not that bad. She's uh, just a sexist stereotype. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about uh, sorry, oh, char- character design. Right. And the koala, yeah, like, also comes off as cute and cuddly, but obviously with the voice it's disorientating. Also because we live relatively close to Australia and we know that almost definitely that koala has chlamydia. They all do. Um, I don't think the ones in zoos do. In Australia they do. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. It's some like some stupid like eighty percent of qualities of chlamydia or something. So it's like, a, but they also just what they do is they just eat poison until their teeth rot out of their mouths and they die of starvation. The koalas are a mistake. Yes. In evolution. Anyway, what were you saying? I don't know anymore. I'm just picturing. I know how koalas get their um because yeah, eucalyptus is poison and the only way that they can develop the enzyme that they need to digest it is they eat their mum's poo. Oh, I didn't know that. That's they eat their mum's poo and then they develop the enzyme and eucalyptus is poison and also has no yep. nutritional value yes. and that's why koalas sleep for 20 hours a day. Yeah, so they sleep for between 20 and 23 hours a day Yeah. and they move very slowly and not very often. And they're super vicious, they yeah. sound horrible, and they drop on yeah. people's faces and yeah. maul you. I've, I've held koalas twice, and they're just, they just kind of claw onto you like you're a tree and go to sleep. Because I, I, when I was in Australia Zoo, which is a fantastic zoo, by the way. Yeah, um, well, on the subject of zoos. On the subject of zoos, the Australia Zoo is a fantastic yeah. zoo. Um, uh, Steve Irwin's st- zoo, the late Steve Irwin. Yeah. Um, I have also been there, but not with you. Yeah. Um, I got to walk a tiger and hold a snake and I patted a koala and the koala was like, oh my God, what's touching me? And then went, <laughs> oh, no, this is, feels great. And then a whole bunch of other tourists got up behind me in the line because he had to stand on a little stool and I felt really un- insecure about letting go of the koala because yeah. it was like pushing against the tree into my hand. Right. And I was like, if I let go, is it going to fall? Is it going to fall then? <laughs> we had, because um, I, I went with my brother and we had previously been to... Um, a wildlife sanctuary in Hobart, yeah. in Tasmania. And in the wildlife sanctuary in Hobart, they, they taught us that kangaroos cannot scratch their chest because of the way their arms are positioned. Yeah. Um, so if you scratch a koala, uh, kangaroo's chest, they love it. They go nuts for it. Um, so when we went to um, Australia Zoo... Oh, the big giant walk-in bit? With the, yeah, the there's this yeah. huge part with so many... Uh, kangaroos and there's people like so many people around because they all want to see kangaroos yeah. but we felt like gods because when you like scratch the kangaroos like that they, they are loving it and then the other kangaroos come over and they're like oh what are you doing can you do that to me and they've like got like a joey hanging out of their pouch you're like okay hello um, and then everyone's like what did you do to the kangaroo that they that they wanted to come over it's like oh you know I'm just like a kangaroo whisperer over here you know <laughs> that's, that's the other thing that I'd like to point out uh, before we trail off again um, on the subject of this it's that's the two sequences when they're in the zoo Mm -hmm. are super depressing yeah because um despite your feelings on you know whatever when it comes to your own personal diet there's a huge difference between old school zoos which are basically animal prisons versus wildlife sanctuaries and like some re- rehabilitation centers that right. they do for like displaced animals because yep. of environmental issues, which are also related to human dickishness. Yeah, um, yeah I think because I think for a lot, most big zoos nowadays, it's all about um, conservation and research and things like that, and you know, breeding programs yeah. to keep animals around. Um, but there still are zoos that exist that are like the Central Park Zoo in, in the movie. Because it's I've, terrible, they're living in like five by five yeah because i've been to a zoo like that and it upset me so much i won't i won't name and shame it um but it really really upset me how 
how tiny the enclosures were and how bored the animals were and things like that. I think Dublin Zoo does a pretty good job. I think San Diego Zoo is fantastic and Australia they, Zoo is fantastic. They make a joke about that in Madagascar. Yeah, I thought that was funny because we had talked about it, I think, after watching The Wild. we had, Or at some point we had talked about zoos and I'd said San Diego Zoo was a really good yeah. one. And then in Madagascar, they joke about it. Because yeah. when they arrive at Madagascar, they think they're going to another zoo and they get there and they're like, oh... You know, white sand and, you know, realistic environment. We must be in San Diego Zoo. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but the, the zoo that they start off in is very much, I don't know how the animals are treated as well, very much for the entertainment of people. Yeah. So they're in these shitty little enclosures, tiny enclosures with no, nothing to actually keep them going. Like, um, Marty has a treadmill. They put a treadmill in so that the zebra can run on the spot. It's astroturf that he's standing on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the penguins dig up through it and it's yeah. astroturf. Yeah. Um, so it's really upsetting. And they all they know about is posing for humans and putting on a show. And that's quite upsetting to think about. To the point, I think, he smashes out the ambient noise which was playing on speakers so they could go to sleep to the sounds of like car tires screeching gunshots and like standard central new york city right cartoonish sound effects yeah and it's like that's so disturbing yeah yeah it's really upsetting um compared to zoos obviously were uh, i think the zoo in the wild is a little bit better because it seems to have slightly more nat naturalistic habitats but it's still not. Yeah, but fantastic. then saying that though, literally the zoo closes and they all just leave their cages and then go curling. Yeah. Which that whole sequence is just yeah, super it's weird. weird. It doesn't make any sense. And they're curling with turtles. They're not like. Yeah. Using like a, you know a puck or whatever. And then using the snake. They're just they're, don't yeah. watch the wild. <laughs> Unless you're an animator and you yeah. want to see what a How, bad run cycle looks like. If you like. want to see what you could get away with for $80 million. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure the animators didn't see much of the $80 million No. Because yeah, they do not get much money. No. Um, all right, I think that's about as much as we're going to say before we you just keep ranting about zoos for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as usual, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ittakes2 underscore pod. Or on Facebook at It Takes Two Pod, or on our website at ItTakesTwo.co.nz. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.